this is Art Therapy. Just a few humble discussions on art and the creative process. Its challenges, its rewards, and how it emerges in everybody. Whether you're whizzing around at 2 in the morning with ideas or racking your brains on a boring afternoon for just one stroke of inspiration. Here, we talk about it all. This is Ted, and I assume you're listening to the Art Therapy Podcast. So I think I have a format now that I'm going to try to stick to. Um, I might try to alternate every week. So like the first episode runs like an audio essay, kind of like last week when we learned a bit about abstract art, and then follow up with a more motivational episode. So you do information, then motivation, and then information, and so on. Make sense? Do you have a preference? Well, let me know in a comment or message or anything if you prefer one or the other. So... Well, as today's title implies, we're talking about how to implement art into your day, every day. You know that you end the day feeling like you could have gotten a lot more done, so you flag it for tomorrow, and then you repeat the process. You have a long list of cool, beneficial, creative stuff that you could, would, should be doing if you weren't so gosh darn busy. Nod if that's happened to you. Or don't. I, well, and that's completely understandable. Life is crazy and it's unpredictable and it's hard to justify to yourself to sit down and make things every day. Admittedly, there are more important things in life than expressing yourself through art. And sometimes those things take priority. But you know when you could have used your time better, especially when you're on your fourth vine compilation or cooking video that night or ten more things you didn't know about that video game. <laughs> we all get caught in that trap. Our minds wander, possibly low on energy, from the taxing day that just happened. Art takes a bit of energy and thought, after all, and if you're not in the right mood, it can just make you miserable. So today, I'll give you some tips on how to start small when adding art into your daily routine. And if you're passionate about your craft, then well, listen up, because these are the keys to a productive kingdom. A good artist might be you know, creative and spontaneous, but a great artist is devoted and disciplined. Let's get cracking. First off, when? I'm beginning the obvious and cliche here, but routines are important to making a habit. Scheduling your time reasonably to fit an hour of art into your day is a pretty good start. Routines are a metronome to bring a semblance of order into your chaotic day. If you set a goal to routinely do a task for 30 days or more, it becomes autonomous and it hardly requires energy anymore because it's just a part of your life. Now, some of you might grumble at the word routine, and sometimes I do that as well. And my guess is because it's associated with work, or a tyrannical grasp on your freedom of choice. If you've had problems with routines in the past, it might have been because you tried to pack too much into one daily routine. Starting a routine day one to get up at 5 a.m., jog for 30 minutes, eat oatmeal, write three journal pages, meditate, and then go to work, you're never going to get that done. You're going to be exhausted the first day, assuming you do all that. In day two, you can't possibly follow up such a morning twice in a row, and then you're going to feel bad that you missed out on your routine and you're just going to throw the whole thing out. You can't pack too much at once. The key here is changing one thing. Maybe you just start by simply getting up at 5 a.m. and doing whatever you want. In the next week or next month, after that becomes second nature, you start writing during those mornings, then eating a healthy breakfast, then run every day or so. It's a process of growth. You can't change yourself overnight, 
your body's going to fight it. So it's a little off topic, but it's the same idea. Doing something artistic for an hour or even 30 minutes a day is manageable, and it doesn't eat up too much time. In fact, the shorter you make it, the more tempted you'll be to push a bit further and feel like you're getting things done. But when do you want to devote this hour? Morning, afternoon, evening, or dead of night? You don't have to get up at 6am to paint something if you're not a morning person. Conversely, you don't have to give in to the college productivity myth of staying up all night to work on a thing. When is your sweet spot? When do you feel like you have the most amount of energy? Sheila Chandra in her book Organizing for Creative People laid out a plan for you to find that out. Just take note of what points in the day you feel productive and on the move, and what parts of the day make your brain feel like mashed potatoes. And even if you find out, you don't have to stick to it. If you're on day four of getting up early and you hate yourself, maybe it's better to stick to the nighttime and sleep a bit to keep your sanity intact. But if your life is so busy that 30 to 60 minutes of your time is impossible to ask, well, something's gotta give. A fraction of your free time or your desire to be an artist. Cool. So next up is where. Where do you wanna hunker down and craft that masterpiece? A dedicated, consistent workspace is incredibly important because you associate that area with your work, and by good old classical conditioning, by the 10th or 20th time, sitting down at that space will subconsciously prepare you for getting your stuff done fast. I tend to keep two work desks at the ready, a digital one and an analog one. That's not my idea. That was recommended by Austin Kleon in Steel Like an Artist. But it works. A digital desk is necessary because, well, we usually have to be connected to the technology for practical reasons, and maybe the software you need is on a computer. But technology also makes you prone to distractions. It's really tempting to load up YouTube or social media when you're working on a computer. An analog desk is more focused, simpler, and more visceral because art is hands-on when you're painting and writing and using your hands more than simply typing or tapping. We need both at times, so if you have the space... That workstation method seems to work, at least for me. But I get that it can be tough sometimes, if your living space is too small, or if you don't have the resources to get another desk, or anything like that. But there is an easy solution to that. Get out of your house, and go somewhere to focus. Don't bring your MacBook, laptop, tablet, kajigger. Silence your phone, find a library, study area, woods, cafe, even your quiet car, and find a zone where your distractions are turned off. You'd be surprised how much you can get done. Now we have a time and place. Now we need to move on to what? What would you like to use that time and place to focus on? If you have a very specific craft that you're good at and you want to focus on, then, well, that question's easy. If you want to illustrate as a career, sitting down and practicing those skills is a great way to use that time. But this might be a trickier question to people who simply want to inject a bit of creativity into their lives, not really considering what it is or what they want to make. Or maybe you're worried about missing out on some cool aspects of other mediums by focusing only on one. I tend to have this problem. I like doing a variety of artistic stuff, but I never really follow through and commit wholly to one thing. But this is an important decision for you to make. You have to seriously consider why you want to make art every day. Do you want to improve your skills and your voice? Well... Maybe sticking to one medium and discipline it might be the best, so you can focus your energy on that one craft and excel at it. If you want spontaneity or a chance to experiment, then maybe you can switch between a few crafts and try them out. But it's important to stick to a few, because this is a process of growth. 
Slitting about between 20 different mediums would mean that you start from square one each time, and well, that can crush a spirit pretty quickly. Think about a battery that's filled to the brim with energy, well, your energy. If you add two or more empty batteries and distribute your energy, well, each one will have a fraction of what you had before, whether in equal thirds or biased towards your first battery. If you add a dozen empty batteries, your precious energy is strewn about on a group of things that you're only giving a twelfth of your energy towards. If you pick one or two or three things at most and really focus on them to get good, your artistic experience will become exponentially more rewarding and less draining. So, last one. We talked about when to put your art in your day, where to what. Now we're doing how. How can you structure this process so you can step in for the long haul weeks, months, or a year? So I won't get too much into it because your process is your own, but I have one word that might help. Breaks. Breaks. That's what I, that's what I was trying to add. Breaks. This is a marathon, not a sprint. If you're going to do this every single day, then you should have a day in the week where you don't. Or a week in the year. I said this before and I'll say it again, life is busy and chaotic. It's not going to wait around for you to finish your masterpiece, it's going to plow on and leave you in the dust. It's not going to be fair to you, so you have to be fair to yourself. When it gets crazy busy, take a week off and work through what you need to. You don't need to beat yourself up for missing a few times, it's just a matter of getting back up onto the horse. I didn't post for four weeks because I had finals, I was flying home, I was behind on projects, the whole shebang. I'd like to think that it wasn't because I was lazy and not using my time wisely, but simply because I had a lot on my plate. Those batteries sometimes need time to recharge. So allocate some time for you to relax and use that time wisely. We all know how sparingly you get those moments. There we go. So fitting art into your day. We talked about when to do it, where to do it, what to do, and how to do it. That should be more than enough to get you started if you want to try to fit art into your day. But until then, I'll be here next week, hopefully with a informative art therapy podcast. Adios. <laughs>